3: the games. Board games Board games
1: well hello and welcome back to this week's round table we've, we're finishing out season 2 with a bang <laughs> and uh no it's been it's been a fantastic season we have had loads of people on i think we've had a total of like nine episodes mm. um we've be, we've been really around the block we've had yog's cast on we've had mm-hmm uh board game pub not publishers creators mm. we've had board game writers people in magazines all all over the shop um and hopefully we'll continue going upwards and onwards as, as we invite more more guests into season 3 um so thank you very much for joining us thank you for for joining us in this mm. this round table as well we're going to talk a bit about some of the games that we've we seen some of the scenarios that we liked and generally have a bit of a chat about anything that we we want to see in maybe season three, Mm. a little bit of announcement about that in a little little while. And uh, yeah, any of our favorite games that we've also recommended, anything we didn't get to to recommend. So Mm. I guess what we'll start with Mm. is, was there any scenarios that you particularly enjoyed, uh, any guests that we had that you thought, yeah, this one was really good?
3: Mm. I think Matt Edmondson has to be a highlight for me because um, at the beginning of the series, I didn't even know he had his own publishing company and he like produces his own board games um and then to find out that he's got like several games at least five that he's made and some of them are absolute bangers like mm. noggin mm. um i know we talked about it on his episode but like that system with the three cards and then the sort of category cards and using the other letters as the answers is so clever mm. um i actually uh we did um an event for chance encounters where um, we kind of did something at the university and we were like introducing and I found that was just a really easy game to get people um, into like started, you know, it was like a lighter introduction game, like a starter game. Mm. And I thought that was, you know, it's clever. And, and, you know, he's such a busy man. Mm. Like, how the heck we even got him on the podcast <laughs> yeah. is incredible like because he, he's like he's a tv presenter he's a radio one dj mm-hmm. he's also um a, a, like a behind the scenes like he's produces um tv shows as well in fact mm-hmm. like one of the things that we weren't sure if we'd be able to get him cuz he's making the show for channel 4 and it's like what the heck how did we even get him <laughs> yeah, on the that show that was impressive
0: That was a good get guys yeah
3: but he was super lovely as well
1: like super I mean keen. it didn't take a lot I'm not going to lie we we saw him at the UK Games Expo we mm-hmm. chatted to him and he was just he was super keen he just he's so friendly and he mm. was really into like board games and just he 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 oozes that knowledge like you probably have known him mostly from Obama Llama which is the one that he produced with Big Potato mm-hmm. um we've we've already done the introductions but yeah. he was he was a really fantastic person like off camera and everything else so yeah um,
0: you know what? In all honesty, I'm, I was really surprised. Most of the guests we've had this, we've had a lot of Yogs guests in the past. Mm-hmm. But most of the guests this season have been like more board game centric people. Mm. And I was just kind of blown away with how friendly and chatty and lovely mm-hmm. everyone was to talk to. Because yep. there's obviously like stereotypes about board game enthusiasts. <laughs> but these guys did not tick all those boxes in, no. in one no, no, Everyone's been great and I've really enjoyed all of our yes, guests.
3: Sure. I did want to say, though, because it is important, I think I might have mentioned this, um, but with Matt's game. Um, which we played uh, after the recording of the podcast. Because um, during the podcast, obviously, you'll have seen that. Um, he he told me that he let me win. And yes. I'm still not sure if that was the case. Everyone but kind, else is sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we did play his game where he did uh, he agree to... you not in the first game he won but the second game we tied yeah, but
0: he and was so, like so much more the... chill in that second <laughs> <game>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure Russ, you tell yourself
1: what you want no, Matt I... edmondson is a god at his games because he literally makes them the way he thinks and yeah. he, he just knows everything
3: no i think he i genuinely think he was trying to beat me in the, in both games and i managed to claw my way to a draw i didn't yep. beat him but i'll take a draw no matter what you say i feel like he was trying at that game. Right? <laughs> I will not this, let into my this, mind. I just think, in that
0: first game, it was so one-sided, and then in the second game. He really took his gas foot off the gas. That's um, what it felt like. Mm, As a mm. technically a player, but actually a spectator in that game. <laughs> of <both> of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I must get one. I got best. one or two points yeah. uh, in that. Um, yeah, yeah, he was very good at that. Yeah, it was just basically uh, uh,
1: we were just. It was like tennis. You we were just like Russ, Matt, Russ, Matt. <laughs> yeah,
0: you did very well. Yeah, you were the only one who got more than one point. That's, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. That's
1: uh, true. But no, we had that. It was great. Um, to be honest. Some of the people that I've actually enjoyed was like Boba and Alex. They were the mm. the, the most friendly, mm. just love like obviously you'd expect them to be lovely and friendly, but they were fantastic and they were I just found coming which out of those Alex? episodes. Uh well actually that's a good point. We had Alex and Alex and we also had Matt and Matt yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so true. That's confusing. I was I was specifically meaning Alex the Rambler, um, which we went again and had some some games afterwards with Alex and it was it was so fascinating and he was such a lovely person mm-hmm. and Boba is like so creative and everything that I, I've seen on on Yorgs and all the rest of it, she's they're they're both just lovely. So when we were doing that, it felt as easy as breathing just to have a fantastically interesting conversation mm-hmm. with them because mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. it was just really cool. Yeah,
4: I don't think it's going to come as a surprise to anyone that the the Shakespeare scenario was definitely my favourite of, <laughs> of the season. I just loved your I was writers, there just like this. Yes. <laughs> do the thing happy days like i was yeah it it was um it it was really nice to have a scenario as well where the guest wasn't playing Mm. that somehow felt like a a little bit different a little Mm. bit weirder and kind of having to really think outside the box for that one was really i really enjoyed it even even if there was some scottish slander (laughs) on my on my people on my people
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely No, it was was a really interesting one, Um, brought back all of my Shakespeare childhood memories Mm -hmm. of uh, the distressing times of GCSEs, but, you know, I managed to get through that with some therapy, we're fine, we're okay, (laughs) we're on the other side safely. But no, I mean, we've also had some great board games that we've recommended this season, Um, Mm -hmm. we've almost recommended Herd Mentality twice, but I didn't. <laughs> um, Legal loophole. Legal loophole. Yeah. Um, and I've just been like, I think, I think all of the games that everyone's recommended this season, I've either wanted to play, but I just mm. haven't had time for doing all of them. Mm. But that, that suddenly, my list of games that I need to play has oh extended. God, it's
0: growing. Yeah. You guys are recommending games that sound amazing faster than I can play them. Yes. Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Recommend bad games now. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here.
2: We're just gonna have to take
1: a pause just so we can catch up, play all the games, yeah. and then we'll come back. To Sure. Yeah,
4: I mean, it's a double edged sword, ben. You keep recommending games and then I'm going, I think they're out of print. I'm like,
0: damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the I problem. Most of try my to... games are old games. I don't mm. have time to play new games. <laughs> Hotness, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Ben's coldness list.
1: Those <laughs> are the coldness out of print games coldness. that you
0: just can't play. Get on the coldness train. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the problem is. The way I look for games is quite different to other people. I think a lot of other people are like, oh, this sounds cool. This is hot. And that sounds Mm -hmm. interesting. And they're trying all these new things or watching Kickstarter or whatever. And I'm sat there going... I want to play a game like this and I start Googling what game Mm. I want a game that does X, Y, and Z. And I find it and it's like, oh yeah, back in 2006, someone made that exact game. Amazing. I will go find a copy. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a strange way of like looking for board
3: games. What?
2: How have I
1: only just learned this? But it kind of makes sense, right? If you narrow down all the mechanics and like themes Mm. that you quite like, then it makes sense to go off and Mm. try and find that subgenre of stuff. Well,
0: that's where I found, um, Oh God, I've already forgotten the name of it. The deck building map game fantasy board game that I recommended. Um, Do you recommend Who did deck, you recommend uh, it to? Mythotopia. Mythotopia, that was it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's how I found that attention. game. That's like a really old, obscure game. Mm. But, um, but, a- but I, I wanted to find a deck building game that was also like a 4X map game. And I was like, why doesn't this game exist? I'm going to make one. And then I Googled and I was like, oh, no, it does exist. That's your first first
3: instinct is I'll make one. Yeah, make this game. That's how you know you're a a
1: real board
3: gamer. uh (laughs) But but the thing is that even in that, um, knowing what mechanics you like, a game is more than just the sum of the mechanisms involved. Like there's a lot more going on. It's how they are utilized, whether they work well together, Mm -hmm. sometimes even, you know, the designer, like I would definitely trust certain designers to be able to use like different mechanisms, mechanics well, Mm -hmm. um, over. And also some companies as well, I think are better at making, um, like certain kinds of games so yeah i guess it's just what i'm trying to say it's almost like a recipe isn't it yeah, yeah you can use eggs mm-hmm. in different things but depending on what you know what yeah. you do like it's going to get you completely different results so that's why i'm kind of curious that you you do it yeah. via and it's not very efficient
0: and i'm often crushingly <laughs> disappointed because i have an idea in my head of the game i want to play and then i find it and i get it and i'm like this this isn't that <laughs> technically it, it is yeah. like it ticks all the boxes but it's it's not what i want it's it. gonna <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a construct <laughs> exactly like yeah, yeah.
4: there's someone gonna meet us one day having listened to the podcast and kind of finally see our faces and be like they don't sound like their voice the, you know the face yeah. does not mm. match the voice i had that my my mum listened to the archers for years oh. religiously and then uh we were in a restaurant and one of the one of the actors who uh who played one of the characters was on the table next and my dad pointed it out i've never seen my mom so upset <laughs> really? she was like i knew what they looked like in my head and you've
2: ruined it <laughs> oh, like, so,
4: who, uh, for, who, who ruined for, it uh, my, my father ruined it oh. by pointing out the <laughs> actor and the the actor was not as, uh, as my mum expected them to look. Mm. I think and so, it's
0: often the way with radio and uh, audiobook, mm-hmm. like voice actors and radio yeah. stars, It's you almost always imagine them totally different to the way yeah. they are because they have such amazing voices, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. they, I, mean, I guess if they... If, if they, i don't want to be rude <laughs> Look, when people say face for radio but i guess if their appearance matched their voice maybe they would actually be like a screen actor rather than a voice actor.
4: potentially yeah i mean Not we, always the case we ruined it by sticking ourselves
3: on youtube it, yeah, exactly I, well there's like no we, illusions we prevented, to <laughs> that. we prevented that thing we was what we've done by by putting ourselves on youtube um yeah. it's like voice actor like you're saying about you know like uh rick and morty mm. and um and uh archer like john h benjamin and justin roland i wouldn't have pictured them to look like they do mm-hmm. yeah and so well, yeah
0: they're so um that voice so matches that character
3: yeah um that yeah you're never gonna be it's never gonna match up no when you see them, no matter no. what <clears throat> funny how we do that though
1: i think the one that really sticks to mind for me is uh, it's a bristol legend george ezra um because the first time i actually heard his voice and, I, and then my brother was just like just just picture who you think this person looks like in your head, and then he showed me a picture of George Edgeworth. And it's not like he he isn't an attractive person, it's mm. just a case of doesn't look how I would immediately have pictured mm. his really deep resonant voice. Mm. Um, mm. So it's quite interesting. Mm. Is there any, any games that you guys have either recommended or haven't managed to recommend that you, you were particularly keen on this season? Mm.
0: Good question. Um, it's a tricky one to answer because I ha- actually have had a bit of a gaming drought the last couple of months mm. um, i've been a bit busy with work and i've been doing painting a lot of miniatures and i just haven't played many new board games for a while mm. um i did do one of my classic why doesn't this game exist recently <laughs> um where i was i was watching a lot of um uh, like competitive starcraft yep. while i was um while i was painting and I got really into it. And I was just like, I love StarCraft. It's a great, like, real-time strategy game. But I'm, I'm an old slow man. And there's a limit on how many actions per minute I'm willing to invest in this game. And that is the, the limit I'm willing to achieve is not, not competitive. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've aged out. My, yeah. my StarCraft days are over. But I really wanted there to be, like, a, um, a turn-based game that mm. captures the essence of StarCraft. Did you find you know one? Me? Well, I've been Googling around a lot. And I've, I've got three games on order. That are arriving oh, wow. like this week. Okay, and that I'm going to audition them for the role Ooh. of turn-based singer. So, Mamma Mia, but this, <laughs> yeah, it's the one for me. Exactly. <laughs> so, I guess maybe I'll come back next season and, and let you know <laughs> if any of these games have scratched that itch. Mamma Meeples. mama Meeples. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, That's going
1: to be the one that you create because none of these scratch the itch. None
0: of them match up, probably, yeah, and yeah. I'll just have to. I'll just I'll do it myself. God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, if there's anyone out there who has played like games that really like take that essence of like greed and economy and hidden information and unit composition and position on a board, but it's not a frantic click fest, yeah. <laughs> let me know. Has anyone
1: played the League of Legends uh,
3: game? The yeah. video game, yeah, Mechanics. Sure. no, I haven't. Mechanic, oh, is, mex, wait, is that mex.
0: actually
1: League of Legends? There is Legends? a League of Legends, yeah, yeah, called Max. Max, and minions. Max, Minions. Oh, nice. yeah, no, I've, I've
0: seen Max and Minions, but I didn't know it was a League sure of Legends it's... IP. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I did was... not know. Mm. Yeah, no, it was, I...
4: it was big in the cap. Well, one of our one of our colleagues had it for a while, mm. and it used to be the 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 lock in game of choice. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know, the uh, the. After hours, going to find somewhere to sit and play that until like early hours of the morning. Yeah, um, but I, I was, I was never on those shifts. Oh no, no, never got to play it. But it, I heard good things.
1: Yeah, no, I I believe it had a pretty well-received audience, although I don't think they... I I haven't heard of it being reprinted. Mm. I remember at the time it seemed to be uh, something... From what what
4: I remember, it was one of those incredibly ambitious productions Mm. that kind of didn't lend itself to a reprint just because it was so massive that everyone... Everyone who would have wanted to spend that kind of dollar gotcha. right. on a game like that sort has already done their it. Market yeah, there. essentially yeah. with one printing there, mm. yeah. and then it, and then it was done.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but that that could be uh, like first thing I think of when I'm clicking, not necessarily RTSs per se. But mobas this share a lot of moba. Exactly. Mm. I'd be wondering if you could play. If, can you imagine you've got the the age categories of like Starcraft and you're like you're only allowed a maximum ABM of 200 to be in this category and then Ooh, you just get to last 10 like seconds weight, of a weight, minute like or a something
0: boxing weight thing
1: Yeah oh. and then you just be like I've I've clicked myself out my my hero is just standing there now oh, I can't do anything I've got
0: 30 seconds or I'm not allowed to take any action exactly <laughs> Can you imagine that in competitive play Oh my god just put a limiter on that would be yeah. amazing
1: That would be that would be insane Oh my god I'd I'd like to see how that just changes gameplay Mm, it'd, be, it'd just be an interesting experiment. Mm. I'm I should sure probably
3: mod that in. Pros probably. would not be happy. Who with would that play with that? Though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a challenge
0: mode because I've been watching like people like pros play. Like, what happens if we don't have fog of war? Or what happens right. if everything has double health? Yeah. Or if we play on double speed? Like, it's yeah. just like for experiments' sake. Yeah. Um, and for YouTube clickbait, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> probably more <not> that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be amazing. What if there's just like a hard cap on on a, and clicks? Every time you've got a minute and then it just refreshes,
1: <laughs> yeah. you use over it, you're screwed. I
0: idea have two armies just
1: bumping into each other and then stopping. Weigh <laughs> yeah. this out, boys. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Another 10 seconds on the timer. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the most epic battle we've ever seen.
3: <laughs> um, a game that I didn't recommend because I didn't play it until very late into the season Um is a Richard Garfield game mm-hmm. called Dungeons, Dice, and Danger. Now, this those mm-hmm. three words for sure. I'm not entirely 100 they're in that order, but if you Google it, you'll probably find it. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Garfield was the um, the man the behind gathering. Magic: The Gathering and King of Tokyo as well. Not a lot of people know he designed oh, that really? game. Yeah, and yeah. And Forge, he hive he mind. as well. Oh, did he do High Forge? Yeah. He did yeah. Hive oh wow, well. yeah. He's, he's, he's very one of those, prolific. Yeah, I was going to say he's almost got like that Vladar um level of mm-hmm. adaptability and variety in the games that he creates um it's called dungeon dice and danger it's a roll and write um oh, you're sent- so into
0: roll and write these <laughs> days <They are.
3: laughs> there's a it, so I, I can't remember who i was chatting to about it but they were kind of annoyed at how many things were having roll and write editions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i said to them i think you know the point is if people are interested in it and mm. people are buying these games and yeah. like consuming them i get it that's exactly why they keep making them but i also think it's just a nice Um, I'd say it's a nice challenge for the designers of said games in the past to create roll and write versions of games. How do you make it different enough um, from its core um, and still kind of make it fun and... um, and like enjoyable to play and make it cuz it's not just roll and rights. it's also flip and rights and roll and moves um that, but yeah the game just is co- two random adjectives yeah <laughs> like to know, together <laughs> stick roll and spin, twist. yeah flip and bounce <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly Watch it yeah punch um, <laughs> but it is um it's not based off an existing ip or anything it's just a new roll and write game um mm. it's it, you know have got this dungeon uh, map which is made up of diff- loads of rooms that are connected to other rooms um with some monsters in some of the rooms and like some treasure and other ones and it's essentially uh the player the active player will roll four white dice and one black dice and they'll pair them up uh pair two up so you'll make two pairs out of those dice and the numbers are the ways that you explore around the map so like the the room might need you to have a seven so you need to pair up a seven in order to explore into that room some of the ways that you defeat monsters as well are the same so like oh you need a four or an 11 to defeat this monster but hey if you if you activate this room suddenly now you can use a five to defeat this monster as well so every time you use that number you can do a little bit of damage it's it's neat but we did play the first game i introduced it to people who are new um there were three sort of new to board games players and me um and i we played it thinking it seems quite like you just create numbers and then you just scratch off on the on the map but it's supposed to say it took about 30 to 60 minutes they say i don't think that's right but it took us about four and a half hours oh my god and we were like oh god i mean there was a little bit of this ap analysis paralysis where people were thinking about how do i pair up the numbers and what do i do with them mm. but the reason it took so long is because we played with the rule kind of very wrong <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which is the dreaded nightmare when you introduce games to who new was, groups uh, who
1: was teaching the rules there russ
3: <laughs> oh it was definitely me and i definitely <laughs> own up to that but it was because um there's specific rules to each uh, map there's mm. four different maps in the game and the specific rule to this map was if you activate a certain kind of room it does one damage to all of the monsters it does one damage to all of the monsters. So we were like running out of rooms to go into and like we were getting down to like health. In fact, three of the players ran out of health during the game and I had barely any left. Oh, okay. Um and it was because we would slow ourselves down from missing out this rule that was in the back of the, the book. Right. Not not a problem. It was still a fun game. Um uh the the only thing is that it's definitely harder or even myself as a sort of seasoned gamer to come up with like the combinations of the dice when all of the four dice are different values right. like it's just trying to in your head um because everyone's using this dice the active player gets to pair it but the other players get to use the four white dice as well mm-hmm. um to pair up so everyone's just in their head going okay so it's a, a five and a nine and and a six and an eight and then a, or two sevens and so you're trying to like keep those values in your head um when trying to figure out which combination you go oh i can use the five there and i can use the seven no i have a five and a nine oh, it's it's really frustrating but apart from that i i actually think the game is is pretty good um i'm not i'm not sure if it's a game i'll recommend it doesn't feel like it's uh like a like a perfectly like a, it's not as entry level as I thought it would be because of that, but it's still a really good game with really good artwork. It's quirky. It's mm. quirky as well. Yeah, I think like we can we can have a go at roll
4: and rights, but I'd much rather play a roll and right edition of a game than I would play a solo mode. Mm. Like mm, okay. I find like the solo mm. modes can be like you're you're essentially setting up a huge game and just kind of going through the motions of something. Whereas I feel like quite often the roll and right editions much more like a. Like doing a crossword, which feels a lot more natural for me to be doing on my own, kind of mm. rather than kind of, you know, if someone walks in on me doing a roll and write edition, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and just. Kind of fiddling about with this. If I've got a huge yeah. game of too many bones set up and it's just me, I'm like, well I feel like someone's walked in on me doing something sordid. But, like, yeah, <laughs> you'd
0: much rather be caught fiddling than um, boning. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. You, I couldn't, I couldn't put it any better, Ben.
4: Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've played. I'm trying to move on. Uh, <laughs> um, so saucy. I've played some really good roll and Rice this year, like. One of them is my my most played game of the year, and I'm like, it's
3: uh, it's called Rustling Leaves by Paolo Mori. Oh, and that brings back um, traumatic fantastic. memories of um, people used to uh, my nickname at school, or people used to make fun of me saying Rustle in the bushes because people kids aren't creative. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, we <laughs> find them that them don't we? Yeah, I just sighed <laughs> and rolled my eyes <sighs> again.
4: <laughs> but um, that's yeah, that's that's a really nice one, and I it's. It's got that kind of really gentle aesthetic that you can kind of just ease each, into.
1: Each of these roll and riots. So we we played a game of quinto recently, which mm. is a game where oh, you, yeah. On the you trend, roll yeah. the dice mm. and then you stick the dice in um in in a little stick like, yeah. the dice. You've in. got it's you've got what what three the the tracks, three
0: different coloured tracks and different coloured dice, and you try and put your numbers in the right places to score the most yeah. points. <laughs> and I found
1: with that one. Uh, that me and Ben had almost an identical board. Ninety percent of
0: our board was the same.
1: <laughs> it was so I feel like with the Roland rights, um, I've played a couple where you can fall into that trap where you end mm-hmm. up having the same board as somebody else. Um, and I've seen it in a few board games. The ones that you are talking about are they are they similar? Is there, is there some way of differentiating? You start from a different area.
4: Yeah. So the one that I was talking about, Rusting Leaves, uh, there's six starting points on the board and each one each person has a different
3: starting point Mm. so you kind of you can't have the same thing you do have different options yeah i've played um the game that i was talking about there's many options for you to start and not everybody has to pick the same pair Um there was a little bit of similarity in the first couple of moves but I digresses so differently, and I've played yeah. enough games of Quinto. By the mm. way, one of my friends, Ben, um, who really likes that game as well. Not you, Ben. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know you would know that because. Like, <laughs> but he t- he calls it like um, he. I mean, this might not be an appropriate reference, <laughs> but he says it's almost like the uh, sexually transmitted disease of boor- of uh, roll and write board games. Because he says once you've introduced that board game to somebody, then that gets introduced to other people, and they buy it, and then it just gets spread all over. He likes to refer to Quinto as that. <laughs> Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but okay. that game I've I've played enough of it to I've never seen anyone as similar as you two have played. <laughs> really? So that wow. was kind of weird. We but brains mm, in sync. Yeah, like, or exactly. just copying, copying from each other's yeah. like notes. I was like, actually
0: not looking at <laughs>
3: exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, we roll the dice. I'm going to stare at my own board until I've written a number in. And I was like, oh, you, good choice, Ben. Good choice. But it is important to note that um, they didn't win. no that's true we nearly did if we'd rolled like a 17 or an 18 at any point in the game so the big thing is that that. there's three
0: dice that you can roll Mm. and we thought we got greedy we We thought that you could
1: roll a lot higher
3: on average than we did so we just placed it
0: i I figured there'd be a 17 or an 18 at some point in the game yeah
3: people always fall into that trap in that game and i love it it's like the first time you teach a game and you know that there's going to be like a a thing that they come across that's going to you know cause them some frustration for example in lost cities the card game which Mm. is a fantastic game i never tell people that when you get to the end of the game those eight cards in your hand you will not get to play so whenever i teach it to a new group they basically play on thinking "Oh, i've got all these tasty cards in my hand i'm gonna be able to play (laughs) and suddenly they realize about four turns before the end that they can't play these eight (laughs) cards and so they go to the end of the game kind of like frust- a little bit frustrated at that but then going okay next time next time i know exactly what i'm gonna do and i I think that's okay to not tell people about that but so it's you, kind of fun to you
1: immediately it. you don't tell them this purely so they have to
3: come back and play a second game you like hey here's here's the first uh few grams of free <laughs> not no not even because of that because i think it's actually important for people to experience some things like that in a game if it was a mm. if it was something that um uh, that i think people would actively be annoyed at and and frustrated and quit the game rage quit the game i would mm. tell people that in advance but yeah. if it's something yeah. that is is enough of like a oh i should have thought about that and they had the tools to get there themselves but yeah. they just didn't think of it right. i'm totally okay with letting people get into that trap you I th- knew I think that's because it, it's a fast game as well yeah
0: so you're by the end of it you're like okay I'll st- that's fine yeah. but it's not like for example, a longer game where if you didn't realise like in if I'm teaching someone agricola, hmm. I would explain to them, you do want to get another room and another person yeah. quite soon. Because otherwise you get an hour into a two hour game and you're like, Oh, I've just I've completely fucked this and there's no yeah. coming back because I've totally missed this like really important economic yeah. thing I needed to invest in at the start. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to leave someone like for two thirds of the game just with no hope because they're not going to want to yeah. play it
3: again after that. But you know, you all have a basic rudimentary understanding of maths and odds, so I feel like you know, no, rolling an eighteen is not that common. Like it's so common on three D six. It's yeah, a it's one. Like... It's a one in two hundred and something chance. How many ones did we or... have around the table? Because there were four players, and we must have gone around about
0: twenty times.
3: Yeah, it's like a good few turns in there. Probably at least fifteen to twenty. If we yeah. say twenty times by four. So you'd you see an eight, 80 rolls. The proof is in the, put, n- the no because well no because remember you're using um, numbers from other players turns as well. So it's just yeah. However many gaps maths. Maths. Oh that's why I thought 17. 30. You know, that's
0: like a mm. 1 in 100 yeah, chance, yeah. right? But the proof's think... in the pudding. We didn't
3: roll a 17 or an 18 and then But if we had game. we would have won. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were shafted only
1: by the dice. Nothing to do with our choices. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on a path of happiness, all through the lovely grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and
2: subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. I think um,
4: I think what we've come out of here is that if you're bad at games, it's because you were bad at school.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did I wasn't allowed my spreadsheet, so uh, they said that was an unfair advantage. So I had, to, I had to cut. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? I yeah. I went away, did the spirit math, yeah, figured it out. That's
0: it. I've I've drawn my matrix now. Yeah. <laughs> there is the flow diagrams assembled <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> there is one other game um i realize i've talked a lot so sorry um but there is one other game in that sort of genre which i've really enjoyed lately and it's called the guilds of merchants and explorers has anyone played that I have not. It, again there's those three words are definitely in the title but in which order i'm not 100 <laughs> sure um but it's um it's a game where you've got ma- a map um and uh, it's basically a hexagon based map some different re- types of regions you've got sand you've got like field you've got mountains and there's it's a small not deck building element to it but there's like a small deck and each time you reveal it and it tells you which um regions you need to expand into and you place cubes you're basically creating routes you're trying to get to the point scoring pieces on on the uh, locations on this map but the the cool thing about this is that when you reveal um, a certain type of card and they add more of these in during the game um you get two cards which are like really powerful ones. It might, the usual um, cards that you get told is either like one or two like regions you can move into. So they're kind of weak, but when you reveal the one card, um, you get to draw two powerful expanding cards. It might be like, you can grow as many C spaces as you want in, as long as it's in a straight line, or you can use like five, um, uh, five spaces, as long as they're these two region types. So they're really powerful. So you get to choose which one you'd like to keep and then, as the rest of the game. You're going to have four rounds of this game in total. So that one card is going to come up four times, meaning you get to use this really powerful card four times during the game. So after you've, like, resolved it and you've scored some points, basically anything um, that you... uh, any, you basically bought almost resets so you're going to go back to the thing except if you completely fill a region you can turn one of those spaces into like a you know like a Catan settlement one of those little houses and mm. if you get one of those you can start expanding from there next time instead so it's got this like kind of slow building up element to it but it's really good i mean I don't think I've done a great job of explaining how good it is. But it's very light. It's very easy to grasp and that the artwork is also kind of, you know, it's, it's it's it does the job, but it's a really nice light game with a flip and place kind of element to it that I really would love to try and recommend Mm. um in future because it's a fantastic game i'll just learn how better to describe it by then and which order the three
1: words come in that's right yes that's right i can confirm
3: it's the guild of merchant explorers there we go so there was those three words were definitely in there thank you thank you
1: Dickie. (laughs) um well Mm. we've talked a bit about ball games um Mm. we've we've briefly mentioned some guests that have been on here um is there any... So so the the announcement is that next season will be slightly different. What we're going to do is we're going to go on tour. <gasps> what? So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be inviting people who aren't just, just in the UK. We're going to be trying to uh, talk to people over anywhere. So in the US and various other bits. Not that everybody is, is US and then other. We don't. We don't <laughs> yes, there are three places in the world. Yes. learned <laughs> America and everywhere else. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're going to be inviting those guys on. Um, and it's going I think it's going to be really, really interesting. So yeah. we have a, a, a good opportunity to invite anybody who can't get to Bristol yeah. into this room and have a chat. Um, and I think it really opens up. The possibilities mm-hmm.
0: for who, who, who's, who's about? So yeah. So, if you can think of anyone who would be fun fit, or or you think would be into this as a guest, mm-hmm. um, let us know. Give me a tweet or leave a yeah. comment. Mm. tag them let them know Ooh. that you
1: really want to see them yeah that'd be fun that'd be easy good good way of getting us to start a conversation with them
3: <laughs> then it'd be really awkward if they said no it would be nah. but I am be used w- to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> rejection <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's cool so um, I think we're gonna be we, we, we're gonna be reaching out to a bunch of other mm. board game publishers I mean we had Bez on this season and I just I really enjoyed her episode I thought it was really interesting she's such a creative character mm. Um, and her games are obviously fantastic as well, brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm always carrying one of her games now in my yeah. backpack. Like, like, <laughs> uh, it's just fantastic.
0: Um, so, one thing I did want to bring up was um, I recommended Ultray uh, last season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were just talking about this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I thought we mm-hmm. we put a pin in that, and we're going to yeah. have it live, yeah, 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 instead. yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, it's a game I was very excited about when I first started playing it. I yeah. played it a couple of times, and I was like, "This is great fun," um but I just wanted to like basically say i've kind of changed my opinion on it now it's it's one of those games that i found by googling i want a game that is cooperative and fantasy based and you know that's how i found it and it's not quite lived up to what i wanted from it um and this conversation came up because you have recently played it as well,
3: right? Yeah, it's like, you um, know, because you recommended that mm, game. It made it sound really great. And we got... Yeah, I probably um, oversold it. <laughs> well, <honestly. laughs> well, it won. So do we deduct a point for that? I no, think so. season, it's too late. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've yeah, already just... eaten that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like a game that, that won. So obviously we mm-hmm. got it for Chance Encounters. If you want to try it yourself, um, you will be able to try it if you come to Bristol. Um, and yeah, I played it. And I will say I had a... F- Fun time with it like mm. the theme you're definitely right the theme is fun you play as these rangers and you know you've got to deal with all these kind of problems there are cards on the board that are incidents and you don't know what's going to happen but it usually involves like trying to pass a skill test rolling dice mm. etc yeah,
0: spending resources or something. yeah
3: um and i really liked it um it, like i had mm. fun with it but as one of my friends who i played it with said at the end said I, I feel like less like i was playing the game and the game was playing us mm. in that there was usually kind of an obvious thing to do yeah you feel like the the optimal play is always
0: fairly obvious and you're not making a lot yeah. of decisions
3: but even despite that you know the mystery of what could be on the other side of these cards and trying to sort of like i guess with a game like pandemic or any you know forbidden island or something there's usually a lot more variables at play mm. and trying to come up with the solution to the problem or the best solution to the problem is still a bit of a like you need to think a bit and in this game there is still some strategizing about what the optimal like moves were but it was much less and mm. i feel like i realized in playing that that's probably the fun bit of these kind of cooperative games is like Against the odds, like, it doesn't seem like, you know, we are able to defend that zone or solve that problem. And yet you do, and you get that sense of satisfaction. But we never had that moment of, yes, we did it in mm. this game.
0: Or do you feel like you're kind of just on top of it and ticking
3: over? Yeah, and even, um I actually watched um, a gameplay of it on uh, a channel, mm. a rival board game channel. And um they, they had a tough time solving the first thing and we had we were really? like played the exactly the same scenario. We're like kind of breeze through it. Yeah, it was, no the
0: first scenario is super yeah. easy. I'm really surprised anyone had a yeah. trouble with that. So Maybe I guess the uh,
3: guru taught them the incorrect rule. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well I this time we definitely played by the correct rules. How I'll many say. players did you play with as well? We I played guess. it with three players. Okay.
0: I because personally I think any more than two players is too many. Yeah. Um just because of the the game is the same length regardless of the number of players. Mm. So every time you add a new player, all you're essentially doing is splitting the gameplay pie more ways right so two people playing that game get to eat mm. half a pie each um, and <laughs> four people playing get a quarter of a pie each do you Ooh. see what i mean because you yeah. take you take the same number of actions mm. in the game because yeah there's a, there's a ticking clock mm. and that doesn't get extended for the number of players so i've the moment i played it twice two player and quite enjoyed it and then i played it three player and i was like this is just less game.
3: It's like it's like it's as if it says serving uh, serves four on the box, but we all know you divide that number by two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, four people can have a like an appetizer, <laughs> yeah. or two people can have a meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's another like warning I want to put on that game. I think like
3: I wouldn't play it with more than two I'll, players. I'll give it credit; it has a really cool um, storage solution because the game yeah. comes with like um, like four. Kind of boxes um with flaps, so the game has its like own inbuilt storage it's system. A box, mm. yeah, it's, a it's box cool. Of boxes. So like all the cards, the fun. small cards go in one box. You just flip open there, and you've just got yeah. the cards it's nicely like it's stored. Like it's in got there. its
0: own cardboard organizer
3: essentially. You don't have yeah. to buy one mm-hmm. of those like add-ons. More of nice. that, please, publishers.
0: And I wonder if there's a way to patch it and just to add that extra layer of uncertainty and complexity on top. Do Maybe you know they've done some it. Some extra mechanic or something. It's quite a new game, so I don't know if they would have done uh, anything, anything with yeah, it. Yeah,
4: also, that's that's how you sell expansions, Ben.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, you just you know? remove an essential part of <laughs> yeah, the game yeah, yeah, and yeah, sell yeah. it and at a later date. Exactly, exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, this the... game is just good enough without it. We can add it on later. That's Dickie's
1: fine. now being promoted to head of
3: <laughs> board game for creation. Um, did you have any games that you tried after being. So a- I, ra- I
4: yes, but it was a game that I'd played before. So oh. Blood on the Clock Tower. Yeah. Mm. I've played a lot as um as one of the players. But this year, since since it was recommended on the pod, I've actually now run a couple of games as the oh, storyteller, cool. which has been a very, very different experience. Mm. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I was about was, like the first game I had of it. Absolutely brilliant in terms of running it, it was fantastic. We kind of probably say really this well.
0: is like a more elaborate version of Werewolf, essentially, yes, where you yeah, have um, hidden roles and a narrator like flows through the game structure. Absolutely, and, uh. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like minimum of like eight
1: players or something like that. Yeah,
4: I think you want at least eight to run it kind of well. I played it with mm. thirteen players, and then me as the storyteller. So mm-hmm. it was quite a big game. Did it for my birthday. Went went really well. Mm. Um, I then took it on uh, a little holiday we had and did it with 14 players and it was a completely different experience it's such a wildly different kind of game the first time i played it it was with um with some of our staff actually you know Mm. it was it was a really like interactive game people went off and had lots of like secret conversations um and when i took it away i played it with um people who I think they would admit they're normally more Euro gamers Mm -hmm. and it was much more they treated it just as a logic puzzle it was really interesting to see and you can kind of do that it's not just Mm -hmm. kind of because everyone's got a different power and there is everyone's getting different information they could treat it more as like um, as a logic puzzle and kind of work out who was who was what and if this is true then this can't be it was you know a lot of them uh, more deduction based exactly you know they treated it kind of like programmers you know
1: just just, this whole thing of of like information that has to be true or not true and then i'm normally playing a game and i go fuck i have totally said something incorrectly oh shit like i think we were playing um it sounds fishy and then you'd go around the table and you'd be like somebody isn't the the truth teller it hasn't (laughs) come up yeah and then i'd be like (laughs) (laughs) I'd just be I'd be so distraught I'm like I'm so sorry everyone It's me Start again It's just been So bad I mean it's It's one of those things That Blood on the Clock
4: Tower Kind of fixes Yeah Because like You know There isn't Like the set information Because one player Might be drunk Mm. In which case They're getting wrong information From from the storyteller Mm. Uh, And then there's also A character called The Poisoner Who Mm. can like Make someone get wrong information, but only for a turn. Mm. And so it's, it's a, it does kind of muddy the waters slightly. Um, but actually, the the second game I had with that group, I could kind of lean into the. So I put all of the logic puzzle kind of rolls in, right. uh, ra- okay. rather than leaving some out, yeah. um, which I'd done before. And it was a, a another completely different game. Which, I will say it's really easy to get things wrong as the storyteller, I, and that that can really affect a game. So you've got to be properly on it. I have been on the receiving no. end of that. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I remember you said in your yeah. episode. Yeah, it was, it was, it was one of these things where. I was running the game on very very little sleep oh, no. uh, <laughs> Bad idea. it was the worst idea like I just powered down halfway through the second game
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah it's it, difficult because you are really the momentum that keeps yeah. the game moving exactly
4: yeah what? um also very 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 wary of creaky floorboards um because i was just walking around a, a, a room uh, uh, they ha- had everyone oh, in a circle no. and people could tell oh, no. where i was stopping so i had to like introduce like random detours no, into my running of the yeah. game
3: to make sure that no one could tell oh, who i'd been to at what fit. point I, yeah um i've seen so i've watched um because i was Curious, because I know i recommended the game, but I've had bad times with it. But mm-hmm. um, I watched some people play Blood on the Clocktower online. There is actually a big, a, a decent-sized community of people who play it oh, and yeah. watch it online. And there's, like, some bespoke software that is used to sort of... Um, yeah, it's really clever. I, I There is actually a channel on Twitch that just does Blood on the Clocktower all the time. Yeah. It's quite cool. So I watched a couple of games of that. Um, and what I didn't realise until watching that because you've got this host who is commentating the game, but they have to make decisions sometimes about when to um, call the game or um, they they have an influence over the game more so than in the game, like narrated. Yeah, because you have to decide... Uh, they were. The, I, I mean, I can't remember the examples in that in the stream that I watched, but they were definitely saying, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that because then, you know, then it doesn't give the good the mm. team a good enough chance to win." Yeah, you kind
4: of got to balance the game yeah. a little bit, and that's that's.
3: It feels like it's it is a weight. It's a responsibility.
0: Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's like a hard but, role to play. But
3: it, so I mean, it's just not like hard, cold rules. There is a like a flow to it. So it's almost yeah. like being a DM in a, in a way, it is. isn't
1: it? Yeah,
4: it's it's much more akin to being a being a DM, which mm. is
1: great. So we do this thing where um, for for birthday presents, sometimes you'll write a little uh, card and it will have like a little clue or something. And so there's this balancing act of being like, hey, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce what your birthday present is, but you maybe you'll guess it, maybe you won't. It'll have to be very difficult. And then normally normally i'll be talking to my wife about and i'll be like really excited about the kind of gift i've got her or something and then i'll be like oh yeah it has and then she instantly guesses it and i'm I'm the worst person because i give way too much information so i think i'd be terrible at this one to like dming it essentially because i think trying to accurately balance it will probably take me a few games and i would hate to have to put 13 people through five games before i like actually understand where that balance lies well i
4: think you know we've we've, we've thought about doing kind of bigger games and um you know we, we've got we've actually got our staff do coming up and there was a potential of, of running it there um at our kind of staff party do you bring and your then, own cape no i know cape cape provided by the company i, I oh, i've sure, got right, we, sure. we'll talk about this after. <laughs> yep. um but yeah uh, Running it for twenty people is incredibly. That's his max player count. Right. That's incredibly intimidating. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's. I would have to make sure I was sober at a party to just to even be. <laughs> Why are you at the a start posi- party if you are going to be make sober? Make it a possible thing. Like it's 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 mind blowing <laughs> the kind of amount of stuff you've got it. to go through for the night.
3: And- and and you know what you couldn't do? Wow. So you couldn't practice that solo GM. in your living
4: room. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, it's it's good. It's got some cheat sheets and it's got things that are kind of like little reminders that you can put everywhere. But it is it's a lot of admin, mm-hmm. uh, and I think like I have a renewed and refreshed appreciation for the people that have run the game before because they've made it look effortless certainly the the blood on the clock tower guys that have been at cons Mm. um stuff like uk games expo and Mm. and kind of dragon uh dragon meat where i've done it before Mm. and they've just done such a wonderful job that i kind of i mean obviously they do it more than i do but they've done a fantastic job and it is it's a lot to take on Mm. yeah um so i i would kind of say that if it's something you're considering buying like if you're if you're going to be the one running the game kind of
1: yeah mm. be i feel prepared. like it's it's the kind of game that you have in groups and you know someone that's got it mm. in this case i know you yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who has it. so if i was ever going to arrange something i'd probably invite you and so yeah, yeah i guess you get more experience as a result of uh being the one who owns it in some yeah sense. i think so yeah. but then there's but then also... that does mean
0: you always end up having to play that role you don't yeah. really get to play
1: as a player yeah mm. would you yeah. want to play as a player after having dm'd it
4: yes yeah no yeah. um i'm i'm lucky enough that i've got a, a one of our mutual friends has also got it and runs games quite often so i can i can and what's nice is that they can come to me uh if they want to play and i can come to them <laughs> yeah. if i want <laughs> to play so situation. i'm in i'm in the best of both worlds yeah. which is nice how but, much
1: yeah. uh, information do you need to be as a as a player? If I like, I knew nothing about it. Is it going to be a half an hour explanation?
4: No, like the, it's a really like straight in kind of uh, vibe. Okay. There's um, it's it's kind of thought of a lot of it. There's a there's a really lovely sheet, hmm. like a, an A4 page that you just kind of read the basics off and mm-hmm. in, in that order, and then the players know how to play and you're away. Is and it, you can kind of do the, the edge cases and kind of you know rules lawyering as you go
1: so if we were to do like a, a practice round how long would that take us would it be like you can play one an evening or is it you can play a couple
4: like i think you can play a couple in an evening it, it does depend on the amount of players yeah you know another each player is going to make it go on that a little bit more mm-hmm. um but i think you could probably not i mean we knocked
1: we knocked two out in a about three and a half hours wow yeah, which quite is intense. which is good game but yeah it's probably quite heavy and then i th- i find with those kind of games if i've had a role previously and then i'm like wait what information is this <laughs> evening's information what yeah. uh, did did uh, that person say that were they this uh, were they did the devil e- what's going was on that even
3: this game or was that the last game and everyone's yeah. really drunk that yeah. would definitely be me i would just be struggling to retain the sort of memory about yeah, what people sure. did in the game and that's why i probably would be really bad at it
1: yeah. I feel like I would, uh, I'm I'm mostly the designated driver because I don't drink. And so I feel like I'd end up being like the designated GM <laughs> on this one or something like that yeah. if I did pick it up. So perhaps a reason to avoid it. But no, that sounds really, really good. Um, we do have a very, like one of the reasons that we're doing this at this roundtable episode is because... Mm. Over the season we have been slowly accumulating points. Mm. No one has given out a million points on their episode this season, so there's <laughs> not one of li- them they're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um but we do we do actually have a clip. well, not it was up until the last episode it wasn't clear Ooh. who it was that was actually going to win it.
0: I've not been keeping track.
1: Well glad fortunately someone Russ was keeping track,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I now know. So up until uh, well, I I have I've been performing admirably. <laughs> I have won one one point this That's entire great. time. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Is that
0: better than last season?
1: No, I think I got one last season. As well. <laughs> Except for it was it was weighted that I think you may have got one or maybe two points last season. Mm-hmm. But this season you have been storming it. You've been doing very well. So up until the last episode, now if you've watched the last episode, you'll you'll know this is pretty much the crowning speech, as it were. It was neck and neck between Ben and who we've we've grouped the gurus together as a team. <laughs> <gurus>. so, team <laughs> guru. so it was literally neck and neck as of the last episode. Because Russ oh, unfortunately no. took it, yes. it means that the gurus yes. have actually won. So, congratulations. Oh, yes. Well done.
3: Put it there, dude. Well oh, done.
0: no. Good if good. I'd realized it was so tight, I would have got more thought into <laughs> it. I just thought you had a shot as well, Captain
3: Sona. Yeah. Like, I haven't played it, but you made it sound really exciting. To be honest, I thought I was going to win. And then Matt was just like, <laughs> You all sounded great.
1: I mean, we genuinely love Hive Mind. It's yeah, such yeah. a great game. It's a great
0: game, and it fit the scenario really well. And then he was just like immediately discards
1: <laughs> it. I
3: was like, oh, okay, thanks. But no, so we are at the whims
0: of the guests. Mm, yes.
3: yeah, I think that's what I've realised in doing this. Uh, in in doing this uh, podcast, is people are very unpredictable. Mm. Um, I thought. For example, in the John Perkis uh, episode, I thought Villainous was better than Galaxy Trucker, which doesn't actually go up to six players, yeah. even with the expansion. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was so sure I was going to win that. And then yeah. he's like, nope. They actually um, rarely you know,
0: pick the one I think they're going to pick.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Mm. I, I didn't think he was, uh, like, in the last episode, I didn't think he was going to pick me. And then he did. I was like, this is great, because I knew <laughs> we'd won it for the Guru. So, yeah. So that means that
1: Dickie is unbeaten in the record of Titans oh. and now Russ is also joining in. So everybody, every all the gurus. Well done you. Yeah. Titan oh. of Gordon. Mm-hmm. I
3: feel like I feel like I put in a good showing this season and mm. um and I'm like I'm happy I'm happy we finally got it for for the gurus. Yeah. Well, well, the good yeah. news
0: is you both get to keep your jobs as gurus well. Fantastic. done. <laughs> for the
3: another day, season. The day that you don't beat me. Well, there's going to be a reckoning. <laughs> Sounds like this is going to be a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, based on my current experience. But I
1: think yeah. Battle for North Africa was really going to win that one.
3: <laughs> it was a really good
1: recommendation. <laughs> but no. Well, mm. uh congratulations. Is there any any
3: last things you wanted to say or uh so thanks to everyone that came on the show. Um, yes. And thanks for watching and listening to this. It's been really fun chatting to board game, chatting mm. about board games, one of my favorite things to talk about. Mm. I can't get him to stop. I had to get a podcast <laughs> just so he would like channel it. Like somewhere. a pressure yeah. valve. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <That team. laughs> I'm a lot more relaxed uh, this episode than I was at the beginning of this series. That's, that's why. So, I've got so much to yeah, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And obviously it's been great, uh, you know, uh, being on the podcast with you guys as oh, it's well it's been great to have yeah. you all. We've, really enjoyed
2: it. Right.
4: we've had a load of guests who've you know live and breathe board games and it's mm. been mm. Not, it's been nice having the kind of real challenge of because they've known a lot of the games that we've yes. recommended so yeah, yeah it's it's kind of a bit more of a different experience but i've loved it
0: it's yeah. also great to see how um vast and broad the world of board gaming is because it's <laughs> obviously a niche hobby yep. um but you guys and the, the guests we've had have talked about so many games that not have I not only played not played but also I've never even heard of yeah do you know what I mean so there yeah. are despite the yeah. fact that we all probably consider ourselves fairly well versed in board games that we can still all be surprised yeah. Um yeah it's just fantastic mm. what a what a golden age we live in yeah
1: <laughs> So, well, thank thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you for joining us with the series. If you if you like it, consider being that irritable friend of being like, hey, hey check mm. out this, this series. Um, It's been wonderful having you here. And I think that's all from us this season. Yeah. Mm.
0: Thank you so much for watching. Leave a like. Leave <laughs> a comment.
3: We love reading the comments. <gasps> we, we do. do.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Le- recommend. Like, come up with your own scenarios or recommend your own games because mm. honestly, there's not enough comments. I want to yeah. see more.
4: And so. let us know who you'd like to see on season- Series 3 as well. Exactly, because we are we're going out and about
1: our oyster.
4: Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much, and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.